Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life with a focus on holistic and natural healing. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Thank you for joining us. Now let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to give you a reminder. We have an upcoming webinar. We push the date actually to February 6th. So that is next Sunday, February 6th at 6 p.m. All about functional health. And Dr. Alex is super excited to talk to you guys just about the model that he uses with his clients and um, just so you can learn more about how he could help you specifically. And so we will put a link to register for that with this podcast, with the description of the podcast. So with that, let's continue on in what we've been talking about. We've been discussing this diet, nutrition, lifestyle plan, and we are now on to the nutrition piece, which is actually supplements. Um, so I will go ahead and turn it over to Dr. Alex to explain. All right. So yes, this is the last piece of these um diet, nutrition, lifestyle plans that I recommend to people. Um, the nutrition part um, comes from what are called nutraceuticals. So nutraceuticals is kind of a, a long name that nobody can remember. So <laughs> when you well, it sounds like pharmaceuticals, right, right, right. kind of. Yeah, yeah, which is basically what it is, right? So pharmaceuticals are, they're prescribing medication. So this is more of a, we're just prescribing supplements um, that are nutrition-based, right? So these are the, the nutraceuticals. So when I get to this point, this is typically um, the relieve suffering, address the suffering part um, for people that are coming to see me. Very rarely is, well, I maybe could say never, is a supplement ever addressing the underlying cause, right? Most of the time, it's not that you have a deficiency of whatever supplement I'm giving you, and that's going to be the answer to your problem. So it's just there to kind of assist healing. It's there to... Um, build health. It's there to assist you as you're um, getting back on the right lifestyle and we're finding the cause to your health issues that we can hopefully remove that cause, correct that cause. Right. Because if you, if you go back to some of our first episodes where we talked about just the functional health model, the long-term kind of solution or plan for everyone is like the building health and mm -hmm. getting yep. things right with their lifestyle and their eating. Yep. But then this is kind of while that's happening, this can help you along with some of the symptoms. And right, stuff. Yeah. right, right, right. Now, there is, I will say, before we get into kind of the different categories that I have these nutraceuticals under, um, there is a time, and this is a actually a principle from the philosophy of chiropractic. Um, it says that at some point there's a limitation of matter, meaning there's something about the body, the material part of the body that potentially is gone or it's so broken down that it cannot be brought back to life. It can't be brought, it can't be healed, right? So think if somebody has one of their lungs removed, right? That's gonna, be, that's gonna decrease their overall lung function and there's no supplement, there's no medication, there's no you know, chiropractic adjustment, there's no essential oil, there's nothing that that person can, can receive or, or, or take that um, is going to bring back that lung. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's a limitation of the person's matter. 
Um, so there are times where, let's say, somebody's had their thyroid removed, maybe their thyroid radiated, something like that. Then in supplement form, in nutraceutical form, there's thyroid tissue that a person can take where I would be giving that person that because they may potentially don't want to take a medication form, a, a, a synthetic form of it. They want to do a more natural form of it. But that's something that person's going to have to take for life because it's not like they're taking it while we figure out what's the underlying cause to their thyroid problem. They're, the underlying cause is they don't have a thyroid that functions. There's no anymore. diet or, or anything. Right. So regardless if that, they lived yeah. a perfect lifestyle, sure. had the perfect diet, their thyroid's not coming back. Yeah. Um, more than likely. Right. Um, so that's a kind of an example of maybe when a nutraceutical or this part of the plan would be something that would be lifelong um, for this person. It wouldn't be something that's, let's do this in the meantime to relieve your suffering until we actually get your body healed. So yeah, that just wanted to say that up, up Got front. It. But for most people, it is more just like in the interim while they're building health and then eventually they'll come off of that's the, the supplements. Hope. Yep, okay. That is the hope. These are, these are protocols that people go on um, preferably short term. Now, short term is is a relative term. That's can be. It's going to be different for for everybody depending on the significance of where their health is at, um, where their health condition is at. So, but yes, it's always to try to be a short term thing until we can get the body back to where they want it to be. Mm -hmm. okay. So what I do is I, I break it down. Um, I'm I'm almost certain in in previous episodes, but it will definitely be in the the webinar that we're doing up um, upcoming is. There's these different um, stages to a health issue that have, or maybe you can say s different stages of building disease in your body. Yeah. Um, and one of the stages is when you have overstressed physiology. Mm. So that could be um, hormone resistance, that could be inflammation, that could be oxidative stress, it could be um, cells, tissue, and organs are just um, going through a catabolic process, meaning they're just breaking down. Um, if that happens long enough, then it gets to where systems are breaking down. And those systems are, are generally the, the digestive system. They're your neuroendocrine system. They're your detox system. And then you could also have like some blood sugar regulation issues. So when I am rec making recommendations from a, a supplement or nutraceutical standpoint, I'm typically going under those categories. I'm saying if, if we found on that metabolic assessment form that we've referenced that your s most significant issue or the symptoms that you're having at this time, the suffering that you're going through is under the digestive category, then I'm typically going to be recommending supplements under that digestive category to try to, to try to relieve the suffering. So on this one that we're using here as an example, um, I have digestive support and then um, three, oh, three of the more common um, supplements that I'm recommending under digestive, the digestive category is, is a digestive enzyme. And that's pretty easy. Um, you could probably just make a guess that most people, because of the standard American diet, don't have sufficient levels of digestive enzymes just naturally in their body because the body uses them and they, they only have so much reserve of them. But they're also triggered by the amount of stomach acid that's produced in the body. And a lot of people, you pr I bet everybody that's listening has maybe either taken or knows somebody who takes some type of... Uh, acid reflex medication totally yeah you know. very common yeah and that's all low stomach acid so if you don't have enough stomach acid you're not going to be able to produce enough digestive enzymes and if you don't have enough digestive enzyme production you're not going to break down your food properly we've talked we've hit on that a lot 
in the in the previous episodes. But yeah, and digestive enzyme, I'm having them take um, another one is a more common one is just a probiotic. So that's the second one on there. Probiotics, I'm not, I don't super love probiotics. Uh, they are, they can be helpful, especially in the short term, just to make a change in somebody's digestion. And it's, it's there to fill a need. So most people have a, a pretty poor, what's called a microbiome. So that's just the makeup of how much good bacteria you have. There should be a variety of different bacteria in your gut. Um, so two problems could be you just don't have enough because you've taken so many antibiotics in your, in your past or you eat a bunch of food that have antibiotics in them. Maybe you've taken steroids. A bunch of stuff just kills the, or we talked about last time, rubbing um, in a bacteria, in, yeah, yeah. the soaps and stuff all over your body. Um, that destroys your microbiome. So there could just be a low level of good bacteria in general, or maybe you even take a probiotic, but it's only one strain of bacteria. So then that strain dominates and then you're out of balance. You have too much of one type of bacteria or one species of bacteria that's there. Um, and then that can be a bunch of problems. So I, I use a probiotic that has a variety of strains. Um, so we're getting a diversity of the bacteria that's, that's supposed to be in your gut. Um, and that's not something that people should like always be on. That's something that you can come off of and then just get your needs like through lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. There's a plenty of ways to be getting good microbes. Um, so of course there's fermented foods that you can eat to get a lot of the good probiotics. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like kefir, that's sauerkraut, that's kombucha, um, kimchi, those type of things are, are fermented foods. If you're just outside, if you mow your lawn, if you garden, if you pick weeds, if you have a dog, all these are getting microbes in the air. You're even if you, every time you pull a weed, there's microbes that are coming back at you. So there's plenty of ways to get good bacteria. And then obviously staying away from things that, that kill bacteria. Um, would be ideal. I mean, we don't want to hear about it really now, um, but touching other people, getting into other people's faces. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's, you're getting exposed to their bacteria. Um, and and the, the, we're somewhat getting, going down a rabbit hole here, but <laughs> your microbiome, that's in, so your gut microbiome, I should say, there's microbiomes all over your body, on your body, in your body. But the most popular one that most people know about is in your gut. Mm-hmm. Well, that has a lot to do with your oral microbiome. So if your oral microbiome is very poor, then it's going to transfer down to your gut microbiome because obviously your mouth is connected to your gut. We all, we all know that. So one of the worst things you could do actually is use things like Listerine, oh. mouthwash. That's killing. Hmm. They even tell you it kills 99.9% of bacteria. Right. Like that. So that's, that's killing the bacteria that's in your mouth. Right. And then that transfers down to your gut. So oh, that that's you're super setting yourself interesting. up. With I it. Yeah. didn't know that. But brush your teeth. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I mean, even that. Like when you brush your teeth, you if you're using something that's killing a lot of bacteria, then that's going to be. And and so think again. I (coughs) I'm sure we'll eventually get into um, oral health. But the people that say, you know, I'm going to brush my teeth and make sure, you know, I brush my teeth even three times a day. I've used Crest toothpaste or whatever Mm -hmm. the you know the best toothpaste is, um, and then they eat a terrible diet. Like that's, I would say, kind of the the worst of both worlds, maybe you could say, okay. because you're you are creating a bad environment for just from a bacterial level, and not giving the proper nutrition to your teeth, but then you're brushing them to keep them white, keep them clean on the on the outside, mm-hmm. so you're kind of destroying them from the inside out, and then just making them look okay from the outside yeah. in. Any good bacteria that might have been there, and is then gone. you're destroying sure. all the bacteria mm-hmm. that's supposed to be there. Yeah, so there's a lot to the, the oral health thing. Okay. Um, that's it's good. Next thing on here though is something called um, it's a it's a leaky gut supplement. So 
if you've gotten to the point where you have so much inflammation in your gut and it's become leaky or the, the, um, it's become porous. So it's more permeable. Things can get outside of it that shouldn't get outside of it because the holes in it are too big. Um, that's a very layman's way of explaining mm -hmm. it, but that's what happens. You need to heal that. You need to make it less permeable. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things that does that is, is a, an amino acid called L-glutamine. So the supplements that I use for leaky gut support have glutamine in it and some other things that just help, help heal the gut up. Um, some other things that I don't have listed on here are short chain fatty acids. Those are, so we, we've probably, well, we just talked about probiotics and then there's something called prebiotics, which is like the fiber and stuff that the, the bacteria in your gut eat. Mo a lot of people know about prebiotics, but then there's something called postbiotics, which is the, th the things that the bacteria make after they eat what you've given them. So they eat the fibrous food that you're um, taking in, and then they make these short-chain fatty acids, which your body can then heal. They're used to heal the gut and a number of different, different functions in the body. So short-chain fatty acids is another big one. Um, sometimes I have people supplement with stomach acid or something like an apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes under that, that digestive category. Yeah. And it's one of the more common ones. Most people that come are coming to me have some, some type level of digestive. Of Okay. Digestive issue. Mm -hmm. Next category is the detox um, or, or what's called a hepatobiliary. So think, excuse me, liver gallbladder category. Um, this is primarily is your body, is your liver functioning properly to process and eliminate things it's supposed to. So toxins, just think toxins that we're in a toxic world. We talked about um, toxicity last time under the lifestyle um, episode. Uh, there's just things that you're exposed to from personal care products to cleaning products to Every time you're handling receipts, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff in our environment that you're exposed to. And the liver is really good at taking those toxins in and metabolizing them and then uh, uh, putting them in, into the places of the body to eliminate them from your body. So urinating, defecating, sweating, breathing, all that stuff gets rid of toxicity. Sometimes all of those what are called detox pathways are blocked up, specifically the liver. If your liver is just not functioning properly, then you're just not going to detox properly. So... So you'd have toxins just kind of building yeah, up Yeah, recirculating. Your body. Yep, oh, yep. So okay. either staying in the liver and making the liver inflamed or they recirculate through the bloodstream. They can get inside your cell membranes, um, and, and that's another huge problem. Um, we've talked about insulin resistance in the past. Well, if toxins get inside your cell membranes, then it just makes you automatically insulin resistant. Um, so just think an easy way of explaining a healthy cell is nutrients can come in and toxins can get out. Well, if you're the outside of your cell, which is kind of the barrier or the, it's like a, like a bodyguard letting good things in and, and letting bad things out that can just get messed up. Right. So you don't, if you have bad fats or that surround it, or if you have toxins that surround it, then now you're not going to allow the good things in and you're not going to allow the bad things out. And that's mm -hmm. just, uh, allowing the cell to get toxic and you don't want too many of your cells to get toxic. Cause that's basically the definition of cancer. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So we want our liver um, to be one of the major pathways that's open. So I'll use supplements that just give the liver um, basically what the body needs to go through the first phase of detox. So there's different phases of liver detoxification. Phase one is think B vitamins, think something called glutathione, which is an antioxidant. Magnesium is huge here. Um, all of these things are phase one vitamins, minerals, necessary things to, to go through the first phase of detox. And then the second phase is, is a lot of the s more similar things, uh, but then you can throw in things like the glutamine, 
um, things like glycine, do some amino acids that allow us to. So I think the, the, the first phase is really just binding up the toxins. The second phase is kind of putting them to where they need to go to allow them to be eliminated. Um, both of those can get backed up or blocked. Um, so the supplements that I'm recommending are typically just opening up those pathways as, as much as possible. Do you ever recommend that people <coughs> do like a detox protocol of some sort? Yeah, yeah. I don't do that so much anymore. Um, I have, so with functional health, functional medicine, there's this kind of big debate of what's the f what's the most important or first place to start because there's these vicious cycles that you get in. So like if you have poor digestive health, then that's going to affect your, your detox um, ability and then that's going to affect your blood sugar, that's going to affect your hormonal health. And then you could just say the same thing. Hey, if you have poor detox and that's going to affect your digestive system, that's going to affect your hormonal health. So it's always a question of which one do you actually do you actually start with. So I've had a time where I was like, okay, everybody just needs to go through a, a big detox. And that'll just kind of jumpstart us and then we'll start working on other things. Um, since I kind of, I basically go off of what's the suffering that, uh, that is most significant and then that assessment form. So if I see on the assessment form that somebody's has a ton of stuff in the, in the gallbladder or liver category, then I'm saying, okay, we're starting with a, just a big detox. Um, the other thing that I've learned is, and I think I mentioned in the last episode, is the body really likes small changes. So if you do some significant detox and somebody's coming off of living a very poor lifestyle, then that can be good probably in the long run for that person, but they're probably going to be pretty miserable as they're going through it because the body's like, man, this is a huge change and they're just not going to, not going to feel very well. Right. But yes, to answer your question, I will do, do some of that. Okay. Next category um, is the neuroendocrine category. So this is, think when I talk about relieving suffering, this would be if somebody has um, no energy, if they're really fatigued throughout the day, um, then that's more than likely pointing to they have either high cortisol or low cortisol sometime throughout the day. So I'm giving them um, things to just balance the cortisol levels out. To so try this to is like hormone related? So yeah, so neuroendocrine. Endocrine is the, the fancy term for hormones. Okay. So endocrinology is the study of hormone systems, basically. Um, so that would be like sex hormones, adrenal hormones, thyroid hormones. And then the neuro part, think neurotransmitters. So this is um, like serotonin, dopamine, you know, those type of things. Um, so these are all, if you have imbalance, too much, too little of all of these things, then you're going to have symptoms. And if you have not enough cortisol or sometimes even too much cortisol at the wrong time of day, then that can lead to the fatigue that I'm mentioning. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, if I've identified that's the case, then we're going some sort of support for your cortisol levels. Or if we found that you have low thyroid symptoms, then we're giving you something to support support your thyroid, um, thyroid function. Sure. If there is... Um, like menstrual type issues, if there's sex hormone issues, as far as like night sweats and those type of things, um, then I'm, I'm figuring out, okay, is there an imbalance between estrogen progesterone levels? Do you not have enough testosterone? Those type of things. And we're giving you things to support those to try to balance that thing, that stuff out. Um, at the, but then the neuro, that's if there's anxiety, if there's depression, if there's lack of sleep, um, or inability to fall asleep, if there's anger, you know, any sort of emotional, mental stuff going on, then there's um, nutraceuticals to, to help support those type of things. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's, you know, so significant that people will, will have to, you know, see their doctor and see if there's something that can be managed that way. But I'm always trying to figure out, is there a less toxic way of addressing this? If not, less toxic than like going <coughs> to the doctor and getting a prescription medication. You're right, saying. right, yeah. right, right. Because regardless if you think, um, you know, medication works for this or not, um, or if you even agree with the philosophy of, hey, let's just treat your symptom and not ever get to the cause. 
nobody can make an argument that there's not toxicity that comes with a medication. They're right. There's always, there's always, I mean, they, they literally have to measure the toxicity level of the medication to see if it's safe. That's what the whole FDA, you know, approval stuff is about. So maybe the level of toxicity of taking a medication isn't going to be significantly harmful for you. But for me, as somebody who's always trying to minimize toxins, I want to, if I can offer that to a, a client, then I want to I want to try to. Right. Um, and we've just seen when you put together support like we're talking about with building health from your lifestyle and getting on the right diet. I mean, there hasn't necessarily been a significant study that I could point to that that approach is better than taking some sort of medication. But it's I would say it's because they haven't done that study yet. Right. You know, so we've seen just wouldn't people make them any money exactly <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't want to show your stuff is not working right. or less you know, beneficial than something else like that mm-hmm. so yeah that's the kind of the approach that we try to take and the last the last one that i would say and i might be forgetting um uh, something here but the blood sugar regulation is the other thing that i'm typically recommending um i shouldn't say that I- inflammation is another huge one so if somebody's significantly inflamed whether it's the joint pain or their gut is inflamed or they just have lots of um, neurological issues. So this could somewhat fall under the neuroendocrine category. But if I just have identified that they're inflamed, then I'm also recommending something to bring down inflammation. So that's high dose omega-3 fatty acids, that's turmeric supplements, that's resveratrol supplements. Vitamin D also has an anti-inflammatory effects. Um, So those are things I'm recommending. And then the blood sugar, if somebody has significant insulin resistance, or maybe they've already been diagnosed pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic, then there's also support to try to balance out their blood sugar, get them on track there. Okay. I feel like this is a good time to remind our listeners that this is not medical advice. Right, right. (laughs) But um, definitely if you have something, we would love to meet with you. Um, We can do virtual consultations and stuff like that. Well, the last thing that I'll say about this, I mean, we, we focused on, this is like the... I don't want to say the last piece of the puzzle, but it's it, this is always less significant than building health and finding the cause because anybody can just go to, to a health food store and say, hey, I have this symptom, what should I take? And they're going to be able to give you good advice and say this is going to help you. Mm-hmm. But that's really no different than the, the, the model that we kind of were saying is different, that, that we're different from, right? It's just more natural way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So yes, I said there's all these supplements for your specific issues that you come in with. But it's just a piece of the puzzle to figuring out what is the underlying cause and how can we get you back to, to building health. This is um, not the answer to all your problems. It basically. is not not the answer at all to, to all of your problems. Um, but the other thing is, I'm. this is stuff that I've vetted. This is stuff that I've used. This is stuff that I've used with other people, other clients. So that's the other thing with supplements is you go to the health food store and there's 5 million types of vitamin D, 5 million right. types of vitamin C. And people never really know how much should I be taking, what sh- product should I be taking. So there's just a benefit in even knowing somebody's studied it, somebody's used it with other people, somebody has a more of a reason than just you know reading on a the internet that vitamin D is good. Right. You know, there's a, a specificity to why you'd be taking it and, and a goal to when you would be wanting to come off of it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we hope that this was a blessing to you. If you know of anyone that would be interested, please share this podcast with them, and we look forward to seeing you at our webinar on February 6th. We'll talk to you next time.